Welcome to Africa on Focus, where we share our success stories. Africa, the continent, the young diaspora, entrepreneurs, influencers, change makers, and so much more. I'm Miss Abba, and this is Africa on Focus, the podcast. Today, it's uh, man, I wish I had more time. <laughs> we're talking to uh, a techpreneur, uh, we're talking to uh, a mastermind behind a, um, I, I'm not sure yet if I could call it a, a, a social enterprise yet, we're going to have to ask him, uh, but it is one that is determined to bring uh, innovation, tech innovation, to the forefront of Africa. And also when it comes to agribusiness, ensuring that, you know, Africa takes its rightful piece of the pie. I met him uh, a while ago at a good networking event organized by uh, Kimo Kamara from uh, Omex Space. And uh, there, you know, I, I, I connect with a lot of uh, black people that are not just impactful, but they're driving change for the continent. And that is one of the major reasons I should uh, definitely have him on the show. He uh, recently hooked me up with one of my favorite uh, uh, products, which was Skin Gourmet. Uh, and I, I eventually got like a, a goodie bag uh, sent to my house and everything, and I'm hooked on it. So he's responsible for making my world mo more comfortable because since COVID, I couldn't get the products that I need. <laughs> Normally, I would be in Ghana to get the products I need. So uh, he said that straight. <laughs> um, <laughs> let me let me make sure that uh, I get him here on the show. Uh, wherever you are, give him like a virtual applause. Uh, share it in the comments. Uh, and on your timeline on Facebook. And let me welcome uh, uh, Jake uh, Tim, uh, founder of uh, Hakuna BV. Hello, Jake. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I am good. Hello, good, good thank, evening. Thank you so much for, for, wait, for waiting for us uh, uh, backstage. Thanks for that, that patience. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> so how, how have you been today? How, how is lockdown treating you? Actually, yeah, um, well... It's the same if you work all the time and my office actually really it's like opposite my house so for me nothing has really changed like you can go to the gym you can go out but it's the same if you work a lot so it's a positive thing in my opinion but you save money also in terms of traveling going to restaurants yeah. everybody wants to meet at a restaurant and eat all the time every meeting has to be at a place in amsterdam and it's never done here so it actually made everything easier yeah yeah speaking of down here you are based in arnhem right yeah, I am. Yeah. Oh, how how much how much driving is that from uh, Amsterdam? Uh, just like fifty minutes, like an hour, an hour max. An hour. Right. Yeah, including yeah. traffic. Yeah, it's close. Everything is close. It's Holland, right? Yeah, that's true. We're we're kind of you know spoiled with getting things on short distance. So if anything exceeds an hour, we consider it as you know a major thing. That's true, actually. Yeah, it's different in Africa. Yeah. When you go from here to Nijmegen, it's the same distance in Ghana. It'll be like four hours. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You're really, really yeah. true about that. So, in terms of business, uh, things have still been on on the regular. Um, has this has this affected business in any way uh, for oh. you? Okay. This. Uh, okay. Maybe, okay. Um. You know when the lockdown first began, food food demand grew. Because a lot of, they said, the European companies called the people back from the African countries because they thought at one point that Africa was going to be overwhelmed by COVID-19. It turned out that's not the case. So actually, yeah. they, they pulled everybody back into the danger zone and everybody's stuck here. So if I would say yeah. it's a good opportunity for all Africans who are in agriculture to take part in it now because they're controlling the whole field, basically. 
because you can be on the ground and you're here at the same time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's actually a good opportunity uh, for some. It's it's upside down, but for Africa business, especially food, it's uh, yeah. it's, it's quite rewarding. If uh, if I uh, yeah, it it, it isn't. It is in terms at the beginning, let's say there's damage done because let's say when Africa, Ghana, Nigeria, let's say all of them went on lockdown, everything stopped for them basically. So it made it difficult to even talk to people or get product here. But then everybody started saying, yo, if nothing is happening. Let's keep on doing business. So they kind of just forgot about COVID-19. When I talk to my partners in Nigeria, they say, yo, it's not even existing. People just doing their thing. So yeah, for them, it's like business as usual. And they go to work because they have to provide, right? Here's a bit different. When you cannot, when you you don't work, you still can get money. But in Ghana, right. if you don't work, or in Nigeria, you don't, don't work, you don't eat. Exactly. So it's everybody's entrepreneur in Africa. Let's call it like that, right? Yeah. They sell beads, food, anything you can buy on the street. Some stuff are controlled, some stuff are not. So business has to continue. You have no choice. Yeah. yeah. I, it's yeah. like the hustle economics, basically, as I call it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, be, before we find out more about who you are uh, as an entrepreneur, I just have to give a shout out for to your support system. I mean, uh, AA was uh, was saying, uh, or Lucia, Lucia was saying, you know, where, is, where is Jake? <laughs> Jake, good luck. Where is Jake coming? <laughs> so Usually I don't go online, you know. We are, like, I'm a person, I like to do everything straight and private, so the social media. I like to post to see sometimes like some conversation, but usually I said, you know what, I'm just going to do the, the ground stuff, but they, everybody sure. is the opinion. Let's start sharing it more on social media. So that's why I asked you to come on. Actually, sure. you know? yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so we're actually getting like a, a special edition of your time because you're not even that much in the public sphere. No, I'm, my, uh, my life right now is my office, the gym, spa, I've time back and on the phone <laughs> for eight hours. Yeah. You obviously know I have a dog. I'm, I get a lot of exercise because of him. I also have a gym in my office, so everything is in my vicinity, so I don't have to move oh, much, yeah. right? You know, yeah. so if you've been working for yourself for a long time, you learn kind of to work from home already. So being at home, yeah. doing this, like for example, our whole team is across Netherlands. Like we have in Vermont, Amsterdam, uh, Nigeria, Rwanda, Kenya, Ghana, Togo, UK. So we've always been working online like this. So the yeah. If you want to see, the, for the people who have changed, it's for interns. They are not mm -hmm. used to working from home, so they have more difficulties to organize themselves because they came to us to get an experience at the office. But then yeah. since we work um, at the beginning anyway from home, they don't like it so much because they get confused about it. So we're trying to make it more positive for mm -hmm. them to explain to them, listen, if I had your chance, doesn't mean you have to sit on a computer for eight hours. You can orientate your time. You can actually learn better about time management because you're on your own at home, so that gives you a heads up. Unlike us, back in the day, we had to go to school, be on time, catch the bus. Now you can really use technology to really do stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And also shout out to uh, Stefan Popa and uh, Chronicle. You have a whole supporting team rooting for Squad. you. Squad. I, will, I will explain to you. I can actually go through everybody. It's okay, Stefan is one of the co-founders. He's uh, our CTO. So when you see anything with technology, at the VR, AR, that's him. Chris, you yeah. know, as you can see, uh, the designs we do, if you see the designs that we do, I try, we try to bring in African culture and colors with the European kind of education background. That's from, yeah. that's from Chris, from, uh, I know, I just forgot, from Congo, you know? 
Then we have uh, Edwin, who is in Rwanda right now. You see the pictures. He's actually going around. We're going to get involved in marijuana there because we just legalized it. We're trying to get some new partners on the ground. We have David, who's in Nigeria, who actually started with two years ago. I've never met him yet, and I'm still working with him. So the online system, which I was talking about, I've never met him before. He's met people I've sent down there, but we've been working together for two years. He just had a baby, right? We have uh, Mike, who just moved into a house like a year ago. He just joined us. He's Dutch. He's do the uh, public relations. So our team is kind of, if, like I'll just have on the question, what, what is Hakuna? So it's easier so we have to go to that question. Um, yeah. <laughs> when I mentioned sure at the beginning, right, remember I had a completely different platform. Like I believe the pure facts, I'm going to give you a simple example. Let's say Africa goes to war with America. If Google decides to shut off our emails, Gmail, we are completely black. So we'd have mm -hmm. our own clouds, we'd have our own system, we'd have our own um, Apple, Apple shop, Mr. African shop, we'd have our own iOS. So I was trying to bring that system plus a cell phone because my business before there was cell phones, tech, and I just put it into one to create Hakuna with Stefan. So if you think about it, um, we went to a client who uh, sells energy drinks. He wants to hop into Africa with his energy drinks. So me and him go into a little fight and tell him, bro, just build a factory in Africa so you can get us jobs. <laughs> we would like your energy drink. It's simple as that, you know? But since he had experience with uh, Africa himself, he was like a little bit, not yet, let's try to sell first. And out of the blue, he asked me, Jake, can you find me sweet potato? You know, me being like a businessman, I'm like, how much sweet potato? He's like, well, 40, <laughs> con <laughs> 40 containers a week. So I was like, hmm. I calculated it. I'm like, how much is that? I'm like, oh, that's a lot of money. At that time, I was chasing investors, wasting my time, always paying for these dinners. They tell you to help you. You're going up and down. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to get back to what I know the best, and that's selling. So I thought I could yeah. sell sweet potatoes to Europe. That's when the mission started. That's when you find out, oh, my God, there's so many things to food. So you get back into studying. You read books. You watch videos. You try to get, uh, for example, um, Nigeria is the second biggest producer in sweet potato. Can you believe they don't export it at all, basically? Um, they don't export that food. So when we started bringing the sweet potato, the client, which his name is Wim, he was telling me, Jake, listen, I've tried myself to get sweet potato from Nigeria, but Europeans buy a specific type of sweet potato. Yeah. So then you learn, yeah. wow, the Europeans take their food differently. It's about packaging. It's about planting. It's about planning, it's about certificates, yeah. it's about structure. So it's, yeah. it was very difficult at the beginning to actually bring that in to Africa. So that was uh, right. how it started. Right, right. I love that. I love that because mm -hmm. uh, one thing that comes to mind because um, as, as a consultant, you know, I've dealt with entrepreneurs um, either based in Ghana or uh, based here that, you know, take a step in agribusiness. And one of the challenges that comes along is how are you going to produce or deliver products according to that international standard? You know yeah. what I mean? That seems to be a major challenge. How was that for you? And how did you like overcome that hurdle of then, for example, with that sweet potato, bringing about the sweet potato that the West or Europe is looking for? Man, Abba, I can come on your show every, every once a month and explain to you the, the issues that, that is going I can Okay, so let's say, um, let's say we're talking about avocado, right? Half avocado, that's the one that Europeans eat. That's from, it's from South America. Surprisingly, they've been doing it, let's say, for like 10 years. The West Africa never even got involved in half avocado, so which means Kenya, Tanzania, and Uganda were the only ones growing it. In terms of countries, look how big we are. We have all kind of the same climate. 
but West Africa is still leaving that uh, economics behind because they didn't think about it. So let's say you uh, go to a farmer in, let's say, Ghana, and it's all very cash oriented, right? So when you go to him, give me pineapple. He's like, no problem, I can get you pineapple. He'll tell you everything. You call him the next day, then you start sending your specification papers. He looks at it, he's like, what is this? What is global gas? What is fair trade? What is bio, uh, bio certificate? So then at the same time when you're trying to buy, you're putting your own time actually at the beginning to also educate at the same time. So you're being a consultant at the same time. Mm -hmm. And then the, the, the further you go in deeper, you realize, hmm, now you understand what the Europeans mean. They come, it's not like they come into Africa and try to take over the market, is that for them, what they expect as service is for them very hard to get in, in, uh, in Africa. So when you go in there, let's say you want to broker for somebody in Africa, and you tell him, okay, I can get European clients. Usually that person is either Dutch, German, or Chinese. He doesn't need anybody to broker because he's come there, down there himself, He's built a white house. He's, uh, he's, uh, he's certified all the farms. He's yeah. already got clients. And the funny thing is, this, it's, let's say it's not like that, that he, doesn't have, he doesn't have enough clients. He has so many clients that he can't even produce for them. But he's the only person in the neighborhood with Global Gap. So let's say Global Gap is world standard for Europeans for the food. It means you have good working conditions. Your employees have boots. They have good uh, place to stay. So when, what, the, what the happens is, when you go in there and you try to get Global Gap, you have to educate a lot at the same time. Global Gap also costs money. At the same time, when you tell them, okay, you need Global Gap, they will ask you for a contract instantly. So while you're trying to educate them, they're trying to push on sales to you at the same time, and you have to explain, I cannot buy it because I cannot sell it without a certification. So, right. and, uh, yeah, it becomes yeah, it's difficult. Continue. Well, this is a lot of uh, information. Is this something um, you, let's say, of course, your team, your, the, this is the information that is um, um, that makes each individual in your team um, so uh, essential. Um, yeah. But is it also, was this a research-based um, 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 data that you found, or is this something like, because we also learn by experience and we learn by the challenges yeah. that we face. Um, it's all experience. Yeah. So, okay, basically, okay. Yeah, no, um, okay. I have, yes, we do have peop different people in the group. We, we are growing every time, as Abba said before. Now we're also working with Skin Gourmet because they're also involved in food, right? So Hakuna is not per se only. We have Hakuna is meant to be different aspects. Hakuna technology, Hakuna agriculture, Hakuna phones. So uh, nice. when we had the chance to hop into agriculture, when that guy told us, yo, I'm gonna buy 40 containers a week, that's like 300,000 euros in profit. If you calculate it, you can fund a lot of your projects and you can help a lot of people at the same time. Instead of sitting right. in front of investors every single week, them telling you everything. The thing is, right. European investors, it's very difficult for them, uh, for them to understand African concepts, right? So they mm -hmm. put their experiences, which is in Europe, upon you. And which is for them, it's a lot of safety, uh, they want to be safe. They want to make sure the money comes back. They always, without thinking, listen, Netherlands is not Africa. Things take time. Right. You have different stuff to pay for. So the steps are different. So what I did was before I got involved in agriculture, yes, I hopped into the supermarket real fast. I went to Edebach University. I hopped on the internet. I took classes. Right. I went really deep. I had the whole team uh, enter it. And then it took me, let's say, 
eight, nine months till we had people actually who are involved in agriculture joined us, like Edwin, who's in Rwanda now, Joseph from Nigeria, who also studied at the university here. By that time when they came, they came to me, they already had the know-how, but they were missing the information how to get to clients in Europe. That's what most mm -hmm. of the people ask. How do you get the clients in Europe? But you never think, how do the people want to receive their product in Europe? That's, the clients are always there. Because think about it, it's food. It's like cocaine. People always want it. Yes. So if you have food, you have always going to be biased. It's always going to be biased. You know, that's the yeah. other And what we uh, pride ourselves on is making partnerships, right? If you check companies who are in agriculture, if you can provide tomato, he's going to go to somebody else. He'll refer you to somebody else. But in Africa, it's more like everybody's against each other. That's what we're also trying to bridge at the same time. Mm. Right. Right. Wow. That's um, <laughs> before we're going to go more uh, into, you know, Hakuna, Hakuna group. I know you obviously, uh, but could you share um, about your journey as an entrepreneur, how it started and, and why? Why are you focusing on Africa as much? Why? What's your why? That's really what we're like to know. Yeah, that's, I was going to ask you about that question. OK, my why, I, I wouldn't say it's per se. Um, OK, uh, three years ago, no, four years ago, I went to the Web Summit. You know, it's in Lisbon. It's a huge tech convention with a, like 100,000 people. And when you go there, you buy a ticket. So what happens was, my, uh, I'm also the person that our office is in. He's a partner of mine. So um, we, I registered a company from him there, like a startup. So to this event in Lisbon. And then I went there. The first day, they put you into the stadium. And you have all these crazy tech things, drones, technology. And then that's the time they started about talking about artificial intelligence. And then you could see people were talking and then they were talking about America. They were talking about Latin America. They were talking about Europe, but there was no mention of Africa. That time there was no, no. So I was sitting there and I thought to myself, wow, you are really effed. You know, if, if these guys are talking about installing artificial in your brain, <laughs> we are still trying to figure out how to get people to get, uh, like, feed people electricity, water, basic yeah. needs. We cannot jump ahead. So, at that time, the, uh, let's say he mentored me a little bit. His name is Michon. He asked me, Jake, why don't you create a company that you can go back home and do something with it? Because I have a lot of experience in, in um, telephones. That's what I started with, basically, and technology. So I put that all into one originally. Then I jumped into agriculture because the main, not even, it's just a fact that in terms of identity, we are missing some identity, right? So if you go on the street, let's say three years ago, two years ago, you ask, let's say, a normal person on the street, give an example of an African company. I guarantee you, he will be able to mention one to you. He'd be like, yo, I know soccer players, I know soccer day, I know whiskey, I know burner boy. <laughs> you know, he'll give you, I know people. <laughs> you know, he'll, he'll tell you stuff to see on Instagram, right? But then let's say you go really, really deep inside and see, let's say in terms of control, what do we have in our leverage to actually give back? So when we talk about uh, cell phones, we use a Chinese cell phone. We talk about uh, Instagram, we use an American platform. We talk about Facebook, although we are the biggest users on it, we are basically getting nothing from it. If you check what the CEOs are doing, they're giving like, they'll start a little charity here, they'll start a little charity yeah. there, they'll do small things to distract. So I thought to myself, man, somebody needs to just have a big dream, you know, a big vision to really bring something that everybody can have on. I don't understand why we don't have our own app, like let's say um, app store. It doesn't make sense that all the apps on, the, on, on your phone that you use, let's say 1.2, like even 1% are made by, let's say, Africans, right? 
same thing with uh, with with, uh, with phones. If you if you see how many data goes to phones, and if you see on the statistics how big Africa is, we're the biggest with India in terms of purchasing phones, using phones right. because I love them to have computers. Right. So I thought we have to bring we have to get our identity back, and we also get out control our own data. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why I enter. We have to control because without that, you cannot control anything. Those are technology and, and data is power. If you don't call it controlling data, then you don't have nothing. You know, you, yeah, well, you know I, I find yeah. it interesting that you're saying data before I am sure it was, let's say, money or uh, monetary yeah. capital. Um, but no. now, yes, I, it, now it's data, right? No, it, it was it, it, like you're talking about me or talking about in general? No, yeah, in general. I mean, before, like, you know, money is power. And now yeah. I, I do see exactly. it changing into information as power, right? Yeah, you, you can or... go to you can go to like the, the, the history of Africa, right? If you let's say you're born mm -hmm. in the 80s and let's say you have international parents and you're traveling, you can see the changes every time you go back to Ghana or where you're from, right? You see how it's mm -hmm. growing. Before was let's go for gold, diamond, everything, resources, right? And then it goes into fashion, then it goes into uh, Jumia, then goes to e-commerce. Now, now e-commerce is really strong. Like if you guys know Jumia, right? Jumia is a yeah. really big platform. They try to copy Amazon platform in Africa, which you see doesn't really work, right? So yeah. every time somebody deals with Africa, they really bring us inside fast, and then it just goes out of control. You remember when, yeah. let's say, I had to convince my parents to use internet banking, right? You have to yeah. ease them into it, right? They didn't say, oh, I don't want to put my money online. But every time, let's say Africa, we see things, we want to copy it without training the people to use it. Right? Yeah. You, need, you, need, you need steps before you jump into a technology. Right? Let's say talk about uh, Tesla, let's talk about electric cars. Every, they had an uh, article last time saying Kenya's first uh, like electro vehicle. I'm like, bro, the, the battery in that system comes from Africa. So they're just recycling things back to you. Right, and at the same time, our streets are not made for Tesla. We all, we always jump. Yeah. We want to be ahead without doing the structure first. The same thing with the yeah. food. We we we're trying to jump directly before perfecting the structure of just even farming. You know, when Europeans farm, they they take care of the land so they can use it over and over and over. We don't care. We plant this because someone told us to. You know, so, yeah. so it's very there's a lot of different things. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's a real thing, right? We all know it. Yeah. Yeah, we do. We do. So um, how, how have you been able to, you know, because you seem to be somebody, you understand the two worlds, but how are yeah. you able to connect them together in, in, your, in your place of business? How do you do that? Um, okay. To be honest, my team became more Black recently the last two years, right? Before there was a lot of European people. And yeah, it's, it's actually, we don't think about it because we just, I tell everybody, you just have to get along. We, I don't think about it. I just do it, you know, because if you yeah. think about two worlds in terms of Dutch, let's say you invite a Dutch person to your house and he meets an African for the first time, right? Usually that goes really well because Africans like to dance, like to have a good time. They're really friendly. So you take the same concept back into the office place. It's about just education, educating the people who have never been with Africans or know the African culture educating the Africans, let's say, who haven't been here before to make them understand, basically, you are sitting on money bank already. It's not always necessary to get everything from here. And to bring in, uh, like, let's say, space for everybody to be who they want to be. So let's say somebody comes from Ghana, or someone comes from Nigeria. We all talk with brothers and sisters. Let's work together to go to a better place. So it's more about yeah. having a good time and trusting each other. 
and a lot of studying and support. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. One of the things that you know I like about um, uh, the company Fidugal Hakuna Group is the approach, uh, which yeah. focuses on um, what you call efficient vertically integrated supply chains to create yeah. value whilst addressing the food sustainability issues on on the continent. Um, yeah. Some somebody might say, "Well, that's really ambitious because you know um, who, who's going to pull this off? This has been a wish, you know, for for ages." Um, mm -hmm. Could you explain, and, and not to give away what your business is about, but um, how, how does that work for, for your company? How, how have you been able to um, pull this off? Well, I'm still in the process of pulling it off because there's, there's been a lot of failed deals. So, but it's actually not that difficult. If, if you watch a lot of uh, documentaries, a lot of videos, and you really study which are the companies on the ground, you know, and you talk to the companies here, a lot of them know that in terms of agriculture, Africa is the future, right? Yeah. So if you can give them a bridge between Africa and Europe, make them trust you, like you've been here, you've studied here, you've done business for a long time. At the same time, you still have your Afri African heritage, you know your people on the ground, you can deal with it, and they don't have to deal with the drama. They will prefer that. So you have to really, really, uh, let's say, if you want to deal with a company here in Bridget, you don't only call them once a day. You really have to build a relationship with them to understand the pains you have it on the ground, right? So you have to explain to them what you're going through because in the food business, that's realized, in, let's say, unlike the music or electronic business, people are very open to, to do business because it's food, right? The more supplies, right. the more farmers you have, the better. So uh, the, the most difficult part, I would say, is not even Europe to bridge it. Europe, the Europeans are very open because they've been, they've been doing it for a long time. It's more Africa, right? Because if you're dealing with people on the ground, they have no insight to market and what is going on here instead of like i said before your sales you become a consultant you have to really you have to take a lot of time a lot of lot of time to educate you have to yeah. educate how the market fluctuates with food you have to explain to them that food are like stocks it changes all the time so when you say 150 now doesn't mean 150 next week it can change you have to educate on different payment platforms you have to educate on uh Let's say Nigeria. Nigeria, let's say some of our, our, our boxing for ginger is made of cotton. You, some people actually have to import the cotton from outside into Nigeria to they put the product inside and back. Can you believe that? So, <laughs> yeah, 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 it's 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 ambitious. You have to talk to them about you. Listen, how about you find a company that into paper you have pulp and you can do different things. Then you work with a lot of different people who have a lot of yeah. different contacts. It's a lot of it's, it's a very time consuming, but I enjoy it because we've been doing business for a long time. It's just the way I'm doing with Violet also, right? I saw my girlfriend is a beautician. I met her through a friend of mine. I said, ooh, this should be more known in Europe. I started talking to her, started giving her micro insight. Now, she now she's also part of the team. I'm part of her team. So we just connect right. to people in the same field, right? Because the more contacts you have on the ground, the more people mm -hmm. trust you and you combine. And it's not always about money. I'll say it's not about money. When you cooperate and you work for the money will come anyway. So if you, we always go with a good faith and a lot of hard work. So a lot of studying, a lot of like not even a lot of promotion, just getting to know people, learning what you're doing, doing stuff for other people, connecting. That's what it's about. That's how we get along, actually. Yeah. So what are some of the foods that you're you're growing? What is now running? Sweet potatoes. You mentioned that. Uh, yeah. What, what okay. else is around? 
Okay, right now, uh, ginger is really, really hot, right? Because COVID extended that, you know, ginger is really, really hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it goes, it goes, it goes by season. So, yeah, this right now, let's say if, if uh, okay, there's, let's say for example, there's, uh, you need global gap to export ginger. Can you believe in 200, 210 million people in Nigeria, one company has that, one. And they have wow. the fifth biggest producer. So ginger is super hot at the moment, but yeah. you cannot get it out of Nigeria so easily because most of them have, so, have the hot product at the moment. If you can get avocado from East Africa or from anywhere from Africa at the moment, you're, you're going to be real, real good. You have mm -hmm. oranges, which are like, imagine when you want to fill up a, a liter of orange, how, how many oranges you see coming from the machine, like 20. So imagine if you can buy it, it's a, it's, a, it's a scent business, right? So the farmers in Africa can also benefit from it, from it if they have local farming and export farming, right? Because obviously you have the dollar, you have the euros, you have the pounds, and in Africa you get paid in cities. So there's a lot of different aspects we're trying to also approach. We're also trying to approach the local market. Like in Rwanda, they want ginger, they want maize, they want corn. So a lot of times now we see, okay, it's a little bit difficult here. We try to go in different aspects also to combine the African countries and export also. So I'll say uh, oranges, ginger, avocado, bananas always hot, right? Uh, pineapple, anything that's exotic and they cannot grow here. Yeah, yeah. Right. You have to think about the aspect. A lot of things. It's basically everything. You know, the, the only competition <laughs> yeah. has is South America. That's the only competition right. they have. And America, of course, America is one of the biggest like, uh, uh, countries in agriculture, but that's why studying is important, right? If Trump is doing stupid things, he's blocking everybody, it means other people have more chance to make more money. Yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. And how, how does it work with, because I, one thing that I know from entrepreneurs that I work with, for instance, how do you then um, address the issues of the, the food types? For instance, ginger from Ghana is, a bit stronger than the ones that the Dutch consumers used to. The, yeah. banana, the banana types is also different. How do you how do you work they, with those type of things? They actually have all different names, right? So let's yeah. say uh, the Niger the Nigerians in general grow the big big ginger, right? I didn't know that right. you had to grow it for nine months to get really big, and then you can you can usually send it to laboratories. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they send to laboratories to test because the client always has a request. He sends you a cheap. If you, let's say you have a client who works together with you, who tells you, listen, I want to buy 10 containers a month. He will send you specifications. This is how I want to deliver it. This is how much I pay for it. These are the payment terms. And this is how it should be like. So you send him a sample or you can test it yourself. But usually, uh, let's say or, or, um, orange flesh, you have different types. The one that's coming out of Africa the most right now is called Solar Gold. You can only find it in Africa. Then so you have Covington, which is America. You're not allowed to grow it. They are allowed to grow it. That's a, the big ones that you see at the supermarkets. That's called Covington. They have Beauregard. That's a normal one that you usually see. It just goes by name and by what the request is. I also learned that recently, like last year. So that's a, actually a good question. Yeah, it's, it's a lot yeah. of it really sounds like you, you went to a farming school or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I, I, I do a lot of different things, right? When you get involved in it, you just, I just yeah. push myself inside, right? It's the same yeah. when, when you want to do something and you say, listen, I want to get somewhere. I want to make money. You have to put your all into it. It means you study it sure. because you have to do it right. If you're dealing sure. in Europe, you know, we all, we all know it. They, they take, uh, do things differently. You have, you have to know your information. 
right? That's, yeah. that's, I think that's one of the things Africa is lacking a lot of time is information. Cool. Yeah. 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 yeah, definitely. That's definitely. True. Um, yeah, because I'm a fruit lover and I always like to like research the differences of fruit and stuff. That's why I dropped the question, <laughs> by the way. I'll send, I'll send you a whole sheet. I'll send you a whole sheet of WhatsApp after that. You can see it. It tells you exactly what is what. You have all that. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, love it. Um, one thing that I am also curious about is because I love the, the change that you're making. I, I hear, you know, uh, the information bit, you're actually assuring that Africa side has more information as to, um, you know, how to do business. So, yeah. and one thing that I also know is that you're also, uh, linked to the farmers. Uh, yeah. So the production side that is also within the control of your company. One yeah. thing that I'm wondering, because I noticed that from different, um, uh, speaking to different consultants that, you know, also in that area uh, where you're at, is that if we, for example, and I know this is generic, if we look at coffee growing and cocoa and those things, the infrastructure is quite set by Europeans for their win, you know? Yeah. So even if you are an African and you're trying to penetrate in and then trade, you're like limited by that infrastructure. So just like the example you gave, you know, when they import, uh, um, was it cotton or cartoon? You know, um, yeah. they have to just go through different ways to even get their products in. And I, I realized that seems to be a problem that comes. So how do you how do you address that? How do you make that change? OK, so basically we are building a platform called Biashara, right? There's one of the platforms we're building. What we realized in, let's say, the, our, 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 uh, our street that we were on and still on, that basically when you go on the ground, you don't have information, right? So. We uh, said, okay, first we're going to study, we're going to learn, we're going to know what's going on on the ground, and we're going to see the, what products we can enter, as we say, young Pan-Africans or Europeans, what, yeah. what, what effects are already taken and how can you approach that and what is easy yeah. to get, right? So let's say we start with technology, which we have two products coming out soon, which is Biashara, which basically is for the farmer to get market insight and have education. So we start with simple things. How do you grow a tomato, right? You go to an animation, first step, second step, all the way to deliver to local market and to, the, to export. At the yeah. same time, we're going to be collecting data. It's going to take a little bit and put it all together and to see or, or like which farmer grows this, which farmer grows that, how much does he have, does he have global grab, is he certified, and try to help them at the same time. And once we have enough information, we'll open that market to whole Africa and then to Europe. But it's not like the Europe how we will have insight in it. The secondly, we're also trying to create devices to put into the ground in the farms to, to measure moisture, pH level, um, temperature, and other things which the tech guy knows about, you know. And what we've realized, I spoke to a couple of people, what people need to understand, I'm very straight with it, if you're talking about uh, coffee and cacao, yeah. listen, Europeans came there, and you can't really blame them, they made it into a chocolate. You want to get the full flavor, you want to get the full money from that, from that, from that fruit, then you have to promote your industries. Let's say, if, I'll give you a good example. If I want to enter the chocolate business, I would enter Hakuna Bar, right? I would enter the market with my chocolate bar, which means I will invest the money, either in Africa, to teach every African, every, let's say you go below middle class and lower who've never tasted chocolate because it's too expensive. I would make chocolate bars for Africa. We are 1.5 billion people. You can look how much of the market segment do you actually need. So you don't really need to enter the European market when you're doing coffee and cacao, you just have to copy them and promote it like they promote in the country. Make it luxurious, make it sexy, make it 
seem like this is the African flavor. You have to come, if you want to compete, you got to play with the big boys. You can't just say, I'm going to hop into Lamborghini business. Man, it's already taken. The car's already built. You want to copy it? <laughs> Look at what Elon Musk went through. But if you say, I build like a speaker that does, that can uh, do different things in the Tesla, you become a part of it, right? You don't have, mm-hmm. have to go in. So you have to, in those aspects, chocolate and, uh, and coffee, you we really have to bring our own branding like Rwanda is doing, Ghana is doing with the chocolate, and we have to promote it outside, which means our products have to end up on the shelf in the supermarket, not only as a, not only like buy from us and sell it, which is also the second point that we're trying to do is, if you have a warehouse in, uh, in Rotterdam, let's say uh, avocado has different seasons. So a lot of times people come down, avocado season is from March to August, right? But between August, uh, August and September, the price really goes up, right? So a lot of people go into Kenya and just buy it for a very cheap price, store it, and then sell it for a high price. Now imagine if uh, us as Africans have our own warehouse. Without the warehouse and stations in Europe, you can't control the price. They're just buying and selling directly themselves. If you want to control yeah. that, we have to have also access, or we need to have Hakuna supermarkets all over Europe. Then you control yeah. your own supply chain onto the shelf and onto the consumer. We need to have direct access also to the consumers. What you, what do you do for that? You have to start opening supermarket chains. You don't have to do the, the way they're doing it. You can do a lot of stuff online, but we have to think about the broader picture. There's not always about selling. It's about the whole street all the way to that person's house. So when, you, when I send the ginger from Ghana, it crosses the sea, it goes to our warehouse, it goes into our truck, it either goes into, into our shop or goes into our online shop and people can buy directly. But then you own the whole supply chain. That's how you, you control everything together. Because a lot of times that, oh, I have... I've learned, I want to grow, I want to sell it to you. So you have this much from the money. If you think about chocolate, paste, look at what they do with it. They put it into chocolate, they put it into ice cream, they put it into everything. They put it, you know, ginger, same way. They grind it, they use it for a lot of different things and they own the whole supply chain and we just sell the food. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of information, huh? <laughs> it's really um it's really enlightening and refreshing um yeah. to see and to speak to someone who's actually working on making that change because uh, a lot of a lot of people feel that there is like some in- impossibility uh when it relates to that um we got like about 10 minutes before we round up and i already see some questions uh, coming in um, yeah. could, could you share with us, um, and that is really what I, I would like to know, is uh, because one of the things that you do, you know, you're, it's uh, agribusiness, of course. Uh, where, where does the, the element of tech uh, come in? Uh, because one okay. thing that, I, that I'm definitely excited about, it was, um, yeah, I was on a communication for M- Mission, Uganda's Best Farmers, and one said, you know what, the ideal thing is to have farmers uh, being able to farm from their desk, from their laptop. <laughs> yeah. It being that, you know, the element of tech um, is yeah. really, really important. Could could you share how, how tech comes about within? Uh, okay. Within so basically what you do? Yeah. We, we talked about the, uh, the, the application we're building because you need to collect data first in order to learn about everything. So you have to give the farmer access to be able to tell us what's his name, what's his address, what's his company name, what does he grow? You know, does he have certification? How many people work in that farm? What pesticides does he use? Everything is growing. You need to collect information first. 
after you've, you, uh, you've uh, collected information, you go to the next step. That's how do we use information for the farmers to do better? For example, we can say, okay, from now, the farmers can communicate with each other, right? And it's not so easy in Africa because not all the farmers there are let's have a lot of education or have a smartphone. You have to find different aspects of doing it. So we, we said, okay, the first thing we're going to do is bring like animation style education in terms of how to grow ginger, how to grow avocado, all the steps from the beginning to the end, what certifications you need, because at least they know that. Secondly, access to market data. So the farmer knows, oh, what's the trend in Nigeria? What's the trend in Rwanda? What's important? What's the trend in the export business? One of the biggest platforms now is Trish that have market information for fruits. You can check it out. But data is always late and it's not reliable because everybody can apply. So at the same time, they have to find a way to verify, verify that information. Wow. So that, it's yeah, it's a lot of, yeah, because, because if you check those platforms, there's a lot of, Wahala boys on it, you know, they'll tell you, I have ginger, I take a picture and then they send it to you. So a lot of information. Is... <laughs> you, know, Wahala, brother. <laughs> you know, he's, he's there. He's telling you, you can sell ginger. You call him. He has a nice logo. He has a, he has a website in one page. And he's like, yes, I have global gap. I can sell you tomorrow. <laughs> and then oh, you get excited. Wow. <laughs> you get excited. And then he says, oh, what is global gap? And then this brother is somebody that works at like a barber shop. He's, a, he's just trying to hustle on the side, right? So, <laughs> 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 wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So on top of that, we're trying to connect um, uh, Biashara to our ITO device that measures everything in the ground. We want to get into, uh, into IT devices to help the farmers find information in the ground, to know what they're farming, and to, uh, to get more like information about the ground itself. So they always know, okay, this is temperature, this is what's in this, because they don't have access to that, right? And that's when the phone comes in so much, because I told you at the beginning, we want to bring in phones to Africa. After that, we want to drop actually uh, the device called the AgriPhone that's actually purely, purely only for farmers. So you can, it's rugged, it has a bigger battery life, it has a compass on it, and a flashlight, and the iOS is actually built for the farmer to use and all types of information. That is down the line, and that is still far away from farming from the computer because think about it internet is very difficult to have you need wi-fi you need bluetooth you need a lot of technology the country has to have the infrastructure for you to go online completely right 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 oh man mm, i see well let's um let's let's take some questions from uh, from the listeners because i know that uh that one was uh, was wondering uh, evans uh, asamoa who says uh, so as africans what do we do for the Europeans to understand us and do business with us in agriculture? What would be your answer to that? <laughs> you you got to partner with brothers like us in here. People who are on the ground, people who know what they're talking about, people who know each other because we are built, we're trying to build a network. You have to join the movement for everybody trying to make the change. So don't try to grow and do yourself. Work with people and it has to be equal and fair for everybody. Right, right. So not doing things yourself. And, um, yeah. Does that count, especially for the research part, or? Uh, uh, no, it's basically for everything, because the, let's, let's say an artist comes to you, Abba, and you've been here for a long time. You know that it, yeah. it, looks, flash, it looks flashy to them over there, but you know the real hustle game over here. So, right, so instead of him wasting time and his money trying to hire these people to bring him in, it's easier for him to talk to somebody like you guys, yeah. because you yeah. relate from the same place, right? The, the pains that he will go through if he does it by himself, you would understand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. 
Right. So uh, yeah. people could come to Hakuna and then connect with the right people who can do that representation for them with, with yes. knowledge about the yes. business. Yes. Mm. I see. I see. That is good. Um, one thing that we would like to know, you know, aside from you being, uh, <laughs> being African, uh, why is this, uh, why Africa? Why, why now? Why, um, yeah, why Africa? Um, let's say when you're, when you're, the dreams, I've been, I've been studying and writing my business now for Africa since I've been like 19, right? So, but if you go in at a young age and you have a big family, they don't really take you serious till you're 30. You're, you're a small boy <laughs> till then because she is different. <laughs> you know what I you know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard to get into people's mind that you don't have a certain age, right? It's hard to go because you don't want to go in there and flex money. That's not how we want to grow, how I want to grow. I want to go in there with a lot of knowledge that I've acquired from living abroad and doing things right. It even takes a little bit more time. So, the fast way is, is, is uh, Africa, as they say, it's, it's the need a lot of people to come back home, but they also need people to bridge the, yeah. the, 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 the two continents together. So that's, that's why it plays hop inside. Yeah. yeah definitely. Yeah. What, what do you think is the role of the diaspora uh, in this time as it relates to agribusiness? Um, I'm going to invest. If you, if you have money lying around and you don't do anything with it, Food is the best to invest. Uh, find people like us here, invest. You have to, we have, in the diaspora, we have to learn. We, a lot of times we put each other in one group. And then the whole group goes bam, 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 without structure. We need to structure the people who are the singers, the people who are the financiers, the people who are the investors, the people who are the scientists, the people who are the lawyers, and work together and not asking for your price every time. You have to cooperate first, because money will come when the cooperation is correct and the business is right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would uh, definitely agree with that. Um, so looking mm -hmm. at your journey, you know, throughout the years, aside from not being as public, other than uh, uh, Hakuna Group, what is your collaboration with Skin Gourmet, by the way? How, how is that set up? Is it, are you distributor or? Actually, uh, um, I was looking for Shea Butter for my girlfriend, right? And then uh, I, one of the partners which I work with, his name is uh, Desmond, he's from Complete Farmer. I can also ask him to come on the show. He has a platform where you can farm from your computer, right? How interesting is that? Do you like to talk to him? And he told me, yeah, he, you know, he told me he, he knew this person who was doing this product. That time that he wanted to bring your own brand out, and I saw Skin Gourmet, and I, I'm good at smelling, smelling good product and money, right? So I was like, yo, let me call this lady and see what's up. <laughs> you know, I called her. I told her the, the benefits of working with, my girlfriend, because it, like when it comes to skincare, there's, uh, there's a lot of stuff you have to know for the skin, and she knows that. Then before you know it, they started working together. Uh, we helped them build a, a, the website. And then, yeah, I, I started consulting a little bit for Violet. And they yeah, we just, we just yeah. connected. The way I could have worked, right? Yeah. Right, right. So just for people who, uh, who don't know what Skin Gourmet is, Skin Gourmet is an ex existing uh, mm. uh, Ghana-owned or a Ghana-owned brand, <laughs> a skin yeah. brand. Mm -hmm. Skincare that's been around for uh, for plenty of years, and yeah. uh, one one of the thing is that um, I think now they sell in in Africa, right? In African countries, few select. Like yeah, this no. What what uh, they sell in a lot of lots of different places, right? But what we want to do now with them is like make it real, you know, make it a brand that can uh, compete on the market with everybody yeah. else. 
That's why I brought in the European ladies because they're really good at structure, right? They're really good to know what is going on, what insurance you need, what what is allowed, what is not, uh, supply chain. So I'm what I, I'm looking forward to is like the girls here with Violet are gonna have a company together. She's also gonna come here. They're gonna create something together. So it's gonna be really really competitive in the market. So their motto is like, why would you put something on your skin that you cannot eat? Right? That's genius in my opinion. That's, yeah, that's that's awesome. You know? Yeah. You know, and when I see Skin Go made like a real real Ghana brand, right? And we are really proud, so we're going to hop in the market. We're going to take over. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like the sound of that. So just visualizing things, that is really what you're about, really making that, you know, that Ghana products, whether it be existing or in the, the raw, raw process phase, is really making sure that it is according to that standard of what, what they, you know, demand here and ensuring you know, that Africa has ownership. Actually, what I like about Skingo Me the most and the way I work also is that she, she, they're doing it their way, right? Not everything has to be perfect. They, you know, people get, to, uh, get used to the way you work here because they say, you have to park like this, you have to stand like this, you have to dress like this. I don't follow any of that. I go by what is comfortable. And when I met Violet, when I saw her uh, Instagram, it was very uplifting to see a Ghanaian just have fun, do her thing, She's very free spirited. She's wonderful to work with. So that attracted me actually more. I thought, wow, this is a, a woman I want to introduce to my girlfriend 100%. So when you have the synergy with two people who just meet each other for just good faith without even stressing and saying, let's do it, it gives you a lot of motivation to help them at the same time. Right, right. I love that. I am looking forward yeah. to, to more of what uh, Hakuna Group is, uh, is doing. Um, before we round up, uh, could you give us some of your, what are your, like your two major lessons, um, while you have been doing business all this while? Uh, sleep is not important if you know how to structure during the day, you know, you can take your siestas, right? You know, okay. it's, it's actually more than two. You have to be willing to go the extra 1000 miles. So when you come home and be like, I'm tired, that, that is BS. Don't be tired. Do what you gotta do to make your money to get ahead. There's always a, everything else sounds like an excuse if you just, you just have to do it. You know, don't be afraid. Don't be nervous because they can always, people can, people always don't say yes. And some people are going to say no. So, you know, so you have to just adjust yourself and know what you're going into. Yeah. You know, just research, research, good partnership, a good team, and a real, real people who believe in the same thing you do will get you really, really far. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah. how, how can people connect with you? Where can they find you? I know you, you yourself are behind the scenes, but you know, your company, of course. Oh yeah, it's, uh, we have the website, hakunagroup.com. You know, you know, right? It's a Hakuna Group, but it's yeah. hakuna-group.com, another one, right? Yeah. You can also ca catch us on our Hakuna Group BV on uh, Instagram. Yeah. Or you can just call us on our number on our website. So you can just find it there. We're really, we're really open. We're always down to do business and we want to work with everybody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. And last but not least, this is a question that Donnie, Donnie and I always ask since we're, you know, an entertainment uh, radio station. What's on your playlist? Actually, I was enjoying, you know, Condom. You know, you know, what I, you know that song, Condom? So by, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jay, Jay Bad. You know it? It's like from Ghana. Yeah, you know, because they got, yeah, they, they, they got into this, this, this trap music, right? This, uh, this drill music, and they're copying at the same time. So it's really, really interesting to see 
how they are doing it, you know, right? They're talking about the blood of Africa, which doesn't exist. But I'm just thinking, yo, these guys are creating gangs in Africa because they're copying it. And I'm like, these people are paying so much money to the, in America, and these boys just created stuff, low budget, but it's so great. You know, it's, right. in terms of, yeah, so I'm very impressed by that. So just, if I have to give this guy a shout out to you, I'll give them a shout out, you know? It's called Condemn. It's very ironic, right? <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm looking it for it. Like, condemn, condemn. It's called J A Y and B A H D. Then it's condemn. Okay, yeah. J Bad, J Yeah, they actually. I, I'm very. Yeah, it's it's very uh, like that. If you see like that's one thing I'm talking about, right? You keep on copying at the same time. So drill music is very aggressive and they are copying it again. So that shows the exact, you know, instead of going back to coffee entry and go back to our, the way you sing, right? I love your music, but you really follow your tradition you. to promote to promote that more. That is more right. the African, real, real African woman, what we do at home. But instead they're following right. this American trend. Right, right. And it's a lot of uh, like hood, you know, I see that in the video. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you see, but you you can see the, the the thing that's really bothering me is like they have a lot of following instantly. So when they start within two three months, they're like 60,000 people on Instagram. And when they when they, when they when they yeah, when you check the comments, it's like five to six thousand comments on it. So it might be interesting to have one of them on your show because then it's very interesting the way the music scene is developing. You know? Right. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Not, that because think of it. Right, you see how they're changing. Yeah, so I find it very interesting the way. Okay, we are conquering another another section, and we can do it our way, but yet we're copying. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Well, we should definitely check that out. I think uh, it's a good song to to end with. <laughs> I think <laughs> I, I am definitely going to to put that one on. Uh, any last shout outs? Yeah, um, you know, to be honest, I got a shout out. So of course you guys for inviting me, right? And to Abba for connecting with the, with the Nadine directly, and to my team. You know I'm not gonna say all their names, you know, but I already did. But um, shout out to everybody and to my mama, of course. You know she's she's coming tomorrow. I'm gonna see her. I haven't seen her in two years. So I'm excited about tomorrow. Oh mm -hmm. oh wow! How how come? My per my uh, my dad works for the German embassy, so they always station somewhere else. Right now they're stationed in Kuwait. All right, all right. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, I'm, I'm sure you're going to have a good time. Make sure you uh, enjoy the time, a family yeah, time in this, uh, in this interesting season. We're going to uh, end off with Jay Bard, Condemn, and check out that music because now I'm extra curious. Okay. <laughs> and um, thank you so Jake much. I want to thank you for, for coming on. Uh, let's oh, thank you very much. You know, this is the type of movement that you know, has, we have to connect and stay connected because that's uh, what we hear on uh, about on African Focus. So uh, let's let's get into this music. Have a good night and thanks. So okay, much. you too. Okay. All right. <laughs> All okay. right. Thanks Bye. so much. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay, let me let me get this music on. I think I shared shared the wrong stream. Oh gosh. This has this is some technical something else. <laughs> some technical um, something. <laughs> let me see if if I got it right now. No, I'm curious. I yeah, I am definitely curious. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this was uh, African Focus. We're rounding up with uh, a banger. 
according to uh, to Jake, this is one that um, that we should Thank definitely you for listening be listening to. Listening to Jay Bob, we air live Denver. every Sunday on High Radio from 7 p.m. Amsterdam time. Join the Africa on Focus platform on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Africa on Focus, or visit www.africaonfocus.com. And follow me on all your social platforms, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Miss Abba. Shout out to High Radio and Q Vibe for the jingle.